passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Ferguson, joined with Reed Bacon. We got another amazing one for you today. Before we get into that, please hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're just listening, please rate and review. Please download, re-download, share with people. Uh, it always helps us so much. Um, and leave us questions. We love answering them on the podcast. So that's always a delight. Uh on this week's podcast, we're talking about season-ending injury in the running back room. We are talking about guys we're looking forward to seeing at practice. That is right. We're going to practice on the 6th, first day of full pads, and we are very excited for it. Going to get to break down everything that happens. So next week, we're going to have two podcasts for you guys. It's going to be amazing. And last, I share a story about one of my offensive line coaches, just ripping into me and a very funny moment. So not going to want to miss this. Let's jump into it. Tie the game. Snap. The kick is in the air. And the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything, team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So now is the time to sign up at BetOnline.com. 
You can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B-L-E-A-V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, another amazing podcast lined up. I say it every week, but I mean it every single week. Um, getting into some great stuff. I want to shout out football time. I think this is the one thing that I see in a Weigel's in Knoxville or I see in a convenience store. And I'm like, ooh, the season is right around the corner. And we are getting very, very hype over here on the uh, Believe Network about the season starting. Me and Reed are going to get to go to practice this upcoming Saturday, which is going to be a lot of fun. But first, before we get into anything, Reed, how are we doing, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, it's good to see you. It's good to talk with you. I'm excited. It's I, I'm very, very, very excited to go to practice. I mm. look forward to that now. You know, the first time I was like, oh, this is gonna be pretty dope. Like it'll be cool. But but now it's like it kind of brings me back to football. Like it brings me back to just it's only one day, but it's just so nice to be out there and just soak it all in. It kind of like, you know, I get to uh I get to role play in my head, like I'm, <laughs> like I'm, like I'm a coach. Like I thought about for the longest time, man. I, I kid you not. When I stopped playing in Memphis, I thought about it for probably a year and a half straight. Just prayed about it. Like, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to go into GA? Am I, you know? And I just said, you know, I love football, but I, I want to raise a family and be there and get to just spend more time with the family than coaches ultimately get to do. And oh, so, their 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 home life suffers dramatically. Right. Right. And no, and no knock on them. I mean, listen, you know, we know some of the, like I've, I've grown up with some of the, not grown up, but I've got to know some of the uh, coaches, sons, like, you know, I was good friends with Willie Martinez, the son. He's a great guy. I love, I love him and met him at UT and the new, you know, uh, the Jancic boys from when they were at Catholic. And so they have a really cool, I mean, they, they've had, it's a different style upbringing, but it's a really cool one. If you're a sports guy and sports family and, you know, uh, Will is the last time I checked, he was with the uh, New Orleans Saints. So obviously, he's fallen in his dad's foot, footsteps, and yeah. Zach Jancic's at Arkansas State, so he's in his dad's footsteps. So, but um, anyways, it brings me back to just being out there, and I absolutely love it. So I'm excited for that. Um, had a great weekend. I was over in Nashville, so back over there hanging out with uh, my aunt and uncle and cousins, and uh, my as I call them, my brother in laws, and. So Ariel and I were over there. I uh, didn't get to see you, unfortunately. We were talking a little bit. I did call you on for Saturday night after we ate at uh, we ate downtown at Bourbon Steak. But then, um, let's see, Friday night we ended up going down to L.A. Jackson, which is in the Gulch, which is kind of close to you. We didn't we didn't stay long. It was, yeah. you know, we just went for a little bit after we went ate at Five Points Pizza, which. We have not talked about this. <laughs> and it's like your favorite place. I thought, yeah, in Nashville, was, definitely. I thought the pizza was fine. 
but I, it did not rock my world. Okay. So, okay, but uh, let's say this. Was it the best pizza in Nashville that you I had? I can, yeah, I can't say that because I didn't really start eating. You know me, like growing up, I didn't really like pizza. And I only started liking pizza a little bit more a couple of years ago. And then being with Ariel, you know, she's from up north. So she loves pizza. And it's different. You know, she's pretty, she, yeah, she's a pretty tough critic of it. Uh, and she thought the same. She thought it was okay. You know, not great. But I, so I can't say it's not the best in Nashville because I haven't been to a bunch of Nashville places. Yeah. It was, it was fine. It just, it didn't rock my world. But, uh, so we went there, then we went out and then I, we went to, like I said, bourbon steak. And then we went to the greenhouse bar in green Hills, which I love green Hills, like Bellevue, green Hills, Bellmead, all that area. That's where I grew up. So it was like cool to be around that area again. Then, you know, obviously I lived in Brentwood. Yeah, so. My name's Reed. I've got a lot of money. I'm hanging out green Hills area, <laughs> Bellmead. <laughs> I well, listen. Yeah, you start. Best, hey, you start saying that now. You start saying that nowadays. People are like, "Oh, this guy's got money." Well, first off, first off, my family's been just—they're very middle class. We grew up in Bellevue, but I yeah. went to school in Green Hills, so we were always in that area. A lot of the people that I grew up with lived in that Granny White, you know, Bellmead area. And listen, Bellmead's always been had money. It ain't just now. <laughs> Bellmead, Bellmead's been there had that done that so it's it's not just saying it now but uh we went to have you been to the greenhouse plant bar in i've never in, been there no have you heard about it no honestly so i i had heard about it from a few people when i lived there not growing up but a couple of years ago when i was living there for work and i never went but we went this time it was super cool you need to take brand it's just a totally different vibe than other it was just so nice to be able to walk into a bar hear people talk have a nice relaxing night, not dealing with a bunch of nonsense. Uh, so very cool place. But yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, we got yeah. to hang out with everybody and uh, no golf talk this weekend. So uh, <laughs> I know, know everyone yeah. is pissed about that. <laughs> but yeah, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty good. Uh, stayed pretty much stayed in with the Y. Um, got a good amount of chores done. Got some uh, spring cleaning of the closet done because we are moving soon. So this weekend we spent some time to like, hey, you're not wearing this anymore. Give it to Goodwill. Give it up. You know, had to throw away some uh, old like low top vans, <laughs> like gray ones and blue ones that like I have not worn in years. Why um, the hell did you ever buy vans? Those are so lame. Well, so honestly, I bought the vans because in college they weren't as lame and vans and Converse you could get for like 60 bucks in a size 16. Mm. Most other shoes, right. it's like over $100 no matter what. I remember you rocked Converse for a while. I wasn't a big fan of it. <laughs> yeah, just like the most classic shoe ever. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of it. Is it because there's there was too many laces? Because it's a big it's a big you know it's about twelve inches. If you're not if you're not Benny the Jet Rodriguez rocking the all blacks, you don't look good in them, and that's facts. <laughs> well, I like I like when girls wear Converse. I think I think like when Ariel wears 
all white. Her, her little her little converse. I think those look cute and, and look good. I just I've never really liked them for guys. I don't know why. I just don't. Yeah, I guess I got to wear them with like some tight jeans, a white t shirt, and a flannel over top, and then maybe I'll. Uh, yeah, or maybe the three the three quarter sleeve baseball shirts. Yeah, and a be a dog, and just be a nice, good, awesome, wholesome guy, good athlete, and you know. I, I haven't I haven't heard anything that doesn't describe me yet. Have you ever run away from Hercules? I've ran away from a cat before. <laughs> Does that count? All right, big big news. So we are going to practice. I'm fired up for that. We will. Um, please, I'm going to go ahead and PSA this now. Hit us up on Twitter, whether it's just at you know whether it's just on the regular Twitter whatever mm-hmm. homepage or on DMs or on, on YouTube comments. And I apologize. I've not responded to comments yet. Uh, I will do that. Uh, really, really, really quick story. I told Kyle this, but I had to, I had to shout it out. So I'm, I'm in uh, staffing and recruiting. One thing that I do uh, to reach out to companies is I will message direct message people or connect with people on LinkedIn. Just say, Hey, I see you're hiring. This is what we do do you all ever need help with it? And somebody came back to me and uh, they were in Florida, like Cape Corals, I think Florida. And so we're talking and he responds says, yeah, that sounds interesting. Like, let's talk. And so I'm like, okay, great. Like, you know, I just appreciate when people even respond. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's like, yeah, let's talk. And I said, great. So we started, you know, scheduling, Hey, when can we talk? And all of a sudden he said, Hey, PS, like, I'm excited for the ball. So I guess he saw my page that I was in Knoxville and I said, yeah, I love talking balls too. And he said, yeah, it's getting that time of year. Like I look for any content. Now this is true. I have never told really anyone about the podcast because I just feel like it's so lame. Like I know. Someone, it's like, yeah, I do a podcast. It's like, yeah, sweet guy. So does <laughs> the other, you know, there's six million okay. people. There's six billion people in the world. Three billion people are trying to do podcasts, so I don't ever say anything. Like it's so it's so weird to be like, "Hey, I've got a podcast about that." Like if someone brings up Tennessee, you're like, "I have a podcast." It's like, bro, what do you chill out? Yeah. So, so I don't. I've like really never told anyone. Like Ariel will tell people, and I don't know if she's doing it. She's doing it for us to get maybe some support, but also I think to embarrass me some. I said he's on his little podcast with his buddy. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I said, I said, hey, really weird. I don't ever do this, but you mentioned that you love all the content that you can get. I said, I do a podcast with one of my buddies, Kyler Kerbison, used to play there, and he sends back and and he says, Yeah, I know, I listen to it. And I'm like, dude in Florida, like, listen, he's like, I (laughs) I look forward to it every week. And so, anyways, I want to shout out Logan Hunter. So he's an East Tennessee guy. He went to Campbell County. Um, I guess he used to work out when you used to work out at D1 back in your high school days yeah. before you before you worked there. And so he knew you and he listened. So I was like, hey, that's incredible. Thanks for the support. And uh, I didn't tell him I was going to shout him out. So we'll see if he listens. <laughs> we'll <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see. Now, we'll see if he listens. But no, he actually played football at Tuscaloosa. And so that, that was cool. And so we, you know, we got to talk about that. But uh, yeah, anyways, just cool story. Leave us messages about uh, asking anything about practice, and we'll go from there. Definitely, definitely. Um, I do want to talk about some of the stuff that we're going to look for in practice. Before that, 
Uh, let's talk about news that just came out this week. Um, I, I I am not confident about saying the first name, but Lenith is it just Lenith Whitehead? No, Lenith Whitehead. Lenith Whitehead. Uh, season-ending injury. Uh, I saw upper body injury, so most likely I'm thinking just shoulder wrecked. Shoulder this. pack. Yeah, something. something. Um, it sucks. It sucks that a guy we saw like little spurts of promise last year, and he's a big back. We always love big backs. And he's a running back. Like the depth of the running back position, the fact that he's a big back, the fact that he hasn't like it was like this is his time to step up and be able to, you know, take the next step and like show what he can do. And and then it's taken away from it sucks. Most likely he'll red shirt. He'll still have the eligibility that he needs, which is good for us. But moving forward, what does that mean for the running back room? What does that mean for our depth? And let me tell you something. What does that mean for old uh, Justin? Well, Justin William Thomas. Because now this man is third-string running back and can definitely see some time this year. I mean, Jalen Wright was third-string, and that guy was part of one of the most important plays of the year by the end of it. So now it's almost like, hey, freshman, you 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 ready? Like, you ready to step up, which I'm very excited about. And I know every single Tennessee fan that saw the picture of him in spring practice is also excited about this. So, what I say the other other day on pod, on, on the pod, I hate injuries, man. It's brutal. Uh, and this one really stinks uh, for him personally because was he going to be a starter? I mean, no. Not unless no. he had some amazing camp. But, like, we obviously know in the SEC you need – four, five, six good backs. I mean, honestly, like, to go into camp feeling good about some of these people, um, just because people get beat up. I mean, last year we had Jabari Small and Tyon Evans get injured. They are both a little bit smaller. Um, hell, we had freaking Marcus Pierce or Michael Pierce or whatever that walk-ons guy. I mean, he was, he played snaps. Like, I mean, we, we had a bunch of people in there uh, playing. So, I hate it for Laneath because he would have gotten an opportunity to – play and if someone got hurt he would probably had a really good opportunity to play oh yeah and what I mean by that is getting carries I don't see him starting or being a bell cow but no. if, but I mean, one just- guy there she is Andy one guy goes down it's it, it's uh, it's small or right goes down he's up I mean he's going to get rep like if one of them goes down he will get reps in the next game third like that third string guy is right like he's close in the SEC at running back it couldn't be any closer. I mean, it's it's crazy. So I hate it for him. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, and I'm looking at it here, you got Jabari Small, Jalen Wright, Justin Williams Thomas, and then um I don't see on here, but my guy, Speed Kills from Louisiana, uh Dylan is it Dylan Simpson? Dylan Sampson. I forgot, I haven't looked at the roster lately, but I, yeah. I just um hmm. so he's gonna have, you know, he's gonna have an opportunity and 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 I think now um, this is obviously I was going to watch every position of practice, but now this is going to be one that I'm that I'm paying attention to. And the other thing is is I've, we've heard some of the rumors about the Lin J uh, from uh, Clemson. 
I saw a very brief thing. I saw some of my buddies talking about it. I saw Austin, Austin Price, I think it was, say he was on campus or whatever the case may be. I watched a few quick highlights of him. Kid looks like he can absolutely take off. We will obviously watch that film if he does show up and come here. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely showing that they could still add another running back. And the thing about adding a running back, you could add a running back. I mean, we play September 1st. You could add a running back like on August 15th or 20th. And it's just like they can play immediately. Like, just you know. Yeah, dude. It, it, it is literally just switching terminology in their head to where like, hey, uh, you know, um, Iowa is not what we use for inside zone to the right. It's actually Indiana. So when we say Indiana, that's inside zone to the right. So it's just like literally terminology like that because he knows how to run inside zone to the right. Like he knows right. how to run counter to the left. Like he knows how to follow his blocks. None of that stuff's different. Just, He's just getting the terminology down. Term, that's it. Term, terminology and protecting the quarterback. Don't get the quarterback blasted. You know, a lot of people sure. forget about that when it comes to running backs and responsibilities. No I kidding. Always, did you uh, did you hear what? Um, Oh, Coop the Loop said on a uh, a podcast. He went on some other podcast. He said that uh, the hit, the like illegal hit that wasn't called on Hendon Hooker in the Alabama game, that yeah. Hendon knocked out four of his it knocked out four of his teeth. That's insane, bro. Insane. It wasn't even called. It wasn't even like close to called. I remember tweeting out of. I remember tweeting out a video of it because I was like, bro, this is absolutely ridiculous. They had like. Close film from the sideline because he was running towards the sideline. He throws and dude literally lowers his head and sticks his head right in Hendon's chin. And apparently, I mean, who knew this? This is almost like 10 months later that we're like first finding this out. Hendon was just like, hey, screw that. I'm going to keep playing. We're going to beat Van. Like he just was like, F it, which makes me love him. So much more, bro. That's some of the toughest thing I've ever heard. I, I'm, I'm, I, I would say I'm a decently tough guy when it comes to playing football. I'm a baby, yeah. a lot of other stuff. But like, I was decent that if I got injured, you know, I could finish the game and then just be a baby the next three days. But if that had <laughs> happened and knocked out my teeth, I would have been like, I mean, that is serious. That is serious, serious stuff. Yeah, I don't know what, like, which teeth got knocked out. But I'm also like, bro, I don't remember him, like, getting out. Like, the next play, he was still in. I don't remember him getting out. I don't out even, play. like, seeing him spitting blood or anything. Like, I mean, no. that's some crazy stuff. I wonder if, like, he had his mouthpiece in. <laughs> and it was literally like he got to the sideline, took his mouthpiece out, and there were teeth in it. <laughs> and he was just like, uh, whoops. <laughs> that would be insane. Because let me tell you something. Adrenaline. It, it'll keep you going. It, you'll just be like, ah, I got hit in the face. It hurts a little bit, but it's not like it's not actually serious. And then bro, you get to the sideline, you look at it, and your fingers broken, or your teeth are knocked out, or your your ears hanging off, and it's like, oh, whoops. Adrenaline is a wild thing when it comes. <laughs> wild. So, um, so anyways, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about Lynn Javian's up committee. We'll obviously monitor and see if they. Go after any other running backs, um, you know. But I'm, I'm, I listen. I like Jabari Small. I like Jalen Wright. You know, I'm very excited as all of all nation is about 
um, Justin Williams, Thomas, and and I'm, I'm excited about Dylan from Louisiana. So like, I'm excited to see all of them and mm-hmm. to see what, what they do. Um, I have a mock uh, depth chart pulled up, so that yeah. that's kind of cool to look at. We don't we won't really talk about this. We can kind of go over this stuff maybe after an official one drops or something like that. But um, I, the other news I did saw or that I did see, and I want to bring up is that I saw that Cameron Miller the wide receiver for Memphis is actually playing at defensive backfield. Oh, wow. That really surprises me. And, and the reason that surprises me is I think our defensive backfield is so, so solid with options. Yeah. Great, great options. I don't know about that, but I just feel like with, 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 with tank and Trey flowers coming back and I'm going to be shocked if, um, uh, Travavian mm. McDonald or whatever his name is from Memphis. Uh, like I said, forgive me for the names. I haven't looked at the depth charts, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Like, I loved him. I loved seeing him in practice. I loved him in the orange and white game. So, like, okay, so then if he's there and you got the guy coming from Georgia Tech and then you got Kamal Haddon, Brandon Turnage, and then you have the guy from Ohio State at corner, like, then you have some of the guys that were already there. Like, Kenneth George has played a bunch of games. Like, I don't yeah. – like I felt like Cam maybe would have had a better chance to get on the field at receiver, but I don't know. That that kind of surprised me. I didn't know what your thoughts were. Yeah, so I'm trying to think back to the instances when I played where guys switched sides or switched positions, and there were instances where coaches really thought like, well, this guy played both in high school, and – you know, we have a need, so let's put him here and see what happens, which was like what happened with Jay Sean Robertson, who was a great offensive lineman for us, who just had a lot of injuries. But when he first came in, he was a D lineman, and he was playing defense. And then all the coaches were like, hey, like, we want to see what you got on offense. And I think it was more of like, this guy can perform at guard. Like, that'll just knock out – that need and he was good in high school with Cameron Miller switching over this fast. It doesn't seem like coaches were like, Hey, you're bad at wide receiver. We're going to put you at DB, which definitely happens. Um, It's too early for that kind of determination. This almost seems like Cameron went to coaches and was like, I want to play DB. I think I can be very good at DB. Let me show you something. And, like, made it a point to switch sides. Because I just don't think that a coach would be like, hey, we we need more DBs. What do you guys think about bringing Cameron over? And, like, bring it up himself. Because it just seems like there's so many over there. That's a pro move by Kyler. He stopped and he saw that I was still chewing. He kept going. That is what we call <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna let you swallow. I mean, you you, you eat almost fifty percent of the podcasts at this point. Yeah, I know, I know. So I just read it. It looks like that article was actually put out by our um, by our man. Uh, yeah, it is Balls Wire. So that's by Dan Harrelson. Sweet. So, oh, but I was I was just reading this real quick because I clicked on it, and Heupel says from the time we recruit recruited him, viewed him as a football player. Uh, Heupel said of Miller's ability to play multiple positions. That's how he views himself, too. He doesn't really care what he's playing. 
as we got through spring ball, it just felt like him, his skill set, opportunity to compete and make an impact was probably on the other side of the ball at the, like for the earliest him to compete. So, I mean, six one two oh five. it sounds like if he, you know, this is almost like to me, they like the kid a lot and they think that he could be kind of special in the defensive backfield if you're going to make a, an adjustment that like quick. he had like he has the work ethic yeah. behind him well yeah and he also has the body the skill set maybe the hits maybe the knowledge of it and then it says his attitude his attitude and one two are unquestioned by anybody uh players in the locker room and our staff we're excited to see him grow here during the course of training camp and his first time playing that position, a lot of things are happening. It's different, but he's been really diligent in the building, spent a bunch of extra time this summer. I mean, definitely something for us to uh, take a peek at. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's definitely something to watch, uh, a guy moving positions. I mean, I think another one in the wide receiver room that has obviously gotten some uh, heads turning after first practice is Brew McCoy. And – seeing what's actually happened with him, you know, is he that guy? Can he be that dude? That kind of thing. So we will see. We will see with old brew, but I think that's another one in the wide receiver room. And then I do want to watch Jimmy holiday a lot more because the spurts that I saw of him in spring, he was cooking folks. Yes. He He was was. catching screens, juking people out, gaining you extra yards. He was running crisp routes, getting open, making tough catches. And it's like, okay, what else have you been doing? Have you been getting even better since the last time I saw you? So I'm excited about that. I'm so happy you mentioned him because, once again, for two years straight, all I'm hearing is Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt. And I have nothing against the kid at all. But it's just like – it's just like – it's just kind of annoying. I'm like, I'm more intrigued, like I said, by – I'm I'm excited to see um, Jimmy um, Jimmy Callaway, yeah, because, Callaway because of what he did, how he exploded, how he fell off. Mm-hmm. Is he mentally back yet? Like, is he is he in the running? Is he in the mix for stuff? Like, where where does that put him? Because you know stuff like that happens and. You know, I, I don't know, but I want to see, like, if he's in the mix. Because, like, it'll tell you really quickly. If he's in the mix, he's bounced back really well. If he's not so much in the mix, he's probably not with the program to finish the season or into next year. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like he, he's going to want to go somewhere and get a fresh yeah, start. Yeah, because, like, I mean, he's a redshirt sophomore right now. And it's like, okay, well, I got a few years left. Let me use them where I can use them. Like, he's not right. going to just stay around to be a third, fourth, fifth guy. But I, I'm um, telling you, I love, I love that you said the Jimmy Holiday call because he – good size, good speed, and he was – I love what I saw from him in practice. Yeah, I think going through, like, the other positions, like offensive line, I, I'm watching, like, technique and stuff. Like, I love just watching that. But there's not necessarily a guy to watch. I mean, maybe Jeremiah Crawford because – he was like the replacement for Cade in the spring. So it's just figuring that out. But all the rest are just like, dude, I don't got to watch Jerome Carvin. I don't got to watch Spragans. Like those boys are beasts. I, I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about Darnell Wright, you know? 
And then the same thing in the tight end position. Like, I don't worry about Fant. I don't worry about Jake Warren. Like, those guys will do what they got to do, which is so refreshing that we actually know who's starting in certain positions. I mean, last year it was a crapshoot. Like, literally had no idea. Um, So I feel like now, like, defensive side of the ball, D-line-wise, and I, you know, said this when I went on the – Sports animal with Josh and Swain earlier this uh, last week, uh, but I like I want someone to step up in Matthew Butler's place. Matthew Butler was literally your favorite guy to watch last year. <laughs> Loved him, and it's like okay, who can replace him? Obviously, eyes point to Amari Thomas first. Do you think Amari Thomas would be like this? Will he can step in that role? One hundred thousand percent. I think he's going to be an absolute dog. He's big. He's the per. He's got everything. He's big. He's got good hands. He's quick. He's fast. He's powerful. I think he's going to be a stud. Okay, so I think he's going to be good. I also love that you said uh, Latrell Bumpus and you said Deshaun Terry. Deshaun Terry's kind of like forgotten about. Like it was kind of nice when he came in. He played meaningful roles in snaps last year. Like yeah, he's still there. Like that. That's a that's a good a good spot for him. But. You know, they say Elijah looks incredible. They say he's lost even more weight. That's one guy we need a good season from him. We, we really do. We He's been around. He got a lot of the buzz, kind of like the Jalen Hyatt. But, like, we need Elijah to show up because we know <laughs> – excuse me. We know you're going to get production from Tyler Barron. Amari Thomas is going to be good. DT, DeJounte Terry is going to play meaningful snaps. Byron Young's going to be a beast. You know, Roman Harrison's going to be – laying his body out on the freaking field. He plays so hard. He'll give you good production. And then everyone's talking about these are two of the people that I'm excited to see. You know, for D-line, I want to see who the rotation is, but I want to see uh, Tyree West, who was uh, early and early. We always saw him and Jordan yeah. Phillips. And both of them look like good bodies already in the spring. But then I want to see uh, Double J um, and I want to see James Pierce. So the two young edge guys. I want to see if I think that they can – if they look like they're in it mentally and if they physically are going to be able to give Tyler Barron, Byron Young, Roman Harrison some, you know – Yeah, some, some rest. Plus. Yes. Yeah, some yeah, some load management there uh, with those other guys, definitely, because depth was a big concern last year. It's like you got to play 80 snaps. You're, you're, I mean, fourth quarter comes around, you're you're dying. You're dying off. Um, and then I think like in the linebacker, it, it it's really, you know, it, it is Jeremy Banks and it is Aaron Beasley as one, two, which it does surprise me that Juwan Mitchell hasn't been able to come back. Maybe this camp is different, you know, cause watching this film at Texas, you were like, okay, this guy can be a starter i mean he was a starter at texas and he did very well so it's okay what does this camp look like for him can he possibly get a starting role and hopefully we don't have like rotating doors at linebacker like i would very much like a solidified linebacker core um and not try different people Uh, i think they've going to be able to figure that out and then, you know, we discussed it, but, like, the depth of this DB room is insane. 
I said Kenneth George. I did not mean Kenneth George. I meant Warren Burrell. But Kenneth, yeah. George, Kenneth George is actually over with the Tennessee Titans getting a chance. But Warren Burrell, Andre Turnentine, D. Williams, and the reason I'm saying D, yes, he's new, but he was coming from um, uh, Juco. So he's not like a freshman. He's, he's an older guy. Obviously, right. yeah, Jalen McCullough, Tamarian McDonald, Charles uh, Christian. I'm telling you, Tamarian McDonald and Charles Christian, every time I saw those guys, I loved what I saw. Then you got Trey Flowers. I mean, Deshaun. I think, Rucker, Charles, I think Chris. I think Christian Charles got got toasted a little bit uh, in that Purdue game. But besides you know, that, you're thinking of Deshaun Rucker. Oh, that yeah. was Rucker. Deshaun Rucker. You still got Kamal Hat and Brad and Turnage. We haven't even mentioned Denigo Slaughter, and then, like I said, the guy from uh, Georgia Tech is uh, Wesley Walker. I mean, it's insane. Like, I would hate to be a defensive back at the University of Tennessee because, like, you better be <laughs> a freaking stud if you want to get on this field. Oh, for sure. And like a DB is that position where you don't rotate. Like you do not. They did last year. They did last year, but I don't really agree with. Like that was always a teaching point for us when I played. It's like, what are the positions that don't rotate? DB, offensive line, and quarterback. That's it. And I agree with you. It was the first time I'd seen a team treat corners like that last year. Well, yeah. I was shocked how we were doing it with linebackers and corners, but you know, it is what it is. You got to figure it out. I mean, they didn't have an entire year to figure out their team. They had to use the season to figure out their team. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to them. I'm telling you, uh, it's it's going to be a fascinating practice watch. It's going to be – I just love the fact that I know a lot of these names. And, like, uh, you know, we do – us doing this podcast has made me invested that I do know – a lot of these younger guys that are recruits and like, I'm just, I, I, I just think it's a very entertaining spring. I mean, last year was berserk because of all the newness and the quarterback, but this year with all these moving pieces with different players, it's going to be fascinating. So I think you have a big orange juice for us this week. Yeah. So uh, this week's, I guess we can technically still call it a big orange juice, but this is, a funny story about myself from the 2011 season. Uh, and if you ask almost anyone that was on that team about this, they will know what you're talking about. So it is a great story. We are getting ready for practice, and I believe it is Kentucky. Uh, they're the last game of the year. We ended up losing that game oh, uh, to not be eligible. I was there, brutal. I was there, too. I know. I saw you there. You were redshirting. <laughs> um, but this is practice getting ready for it, and it was so cold outside. We would do morning practices under Dooley, so we would be out on the field hey. by 8 a.m., maybe, 8.30. Uh, so whenever we got out there, like it's the pretty much the coldest point like of the day in the morning. And it got like it was in the 30s. So the equipment room put compressions and long sleeves on our loops. You always grab your loops from your locker, and that's what you change with. They wash it every day for you. 
Yeah, explain put, yeah, explain that for people who don't know. So we put our clothes on lube so that yeah, so there's able. literally a little buckle. It's just a buckle. It's almost like a a collar, if you will. And we would just, you know, ring your clothes in on that, buckle the loop. Then they would just throw them in this big bin washer and dryer. They would wash them every day and then put them in your locker. Yeah, and it was to dip. keep up. The yeah, equipment so- locker, you would go over, put a code in, grab it out, and bring it to your actual locker. So it was so that people's clothes didn't get mixed up and they had to sort it all out. Exactly. So they went ahead and put long sleeves on everyone's loops and long compressions on everyone's loops. We're in the locker room, and you know, as like offensive linemen, it is very frowned upon from wearing. Long sleeves and long compressions and you got to be, be tough. tough and all this crap. But we were like, it's cold as shit outside. And the older guys decide upon themselves. I'm a freshman, right? I'm going to follow the lead. If everybody else is not wearing it, I'm not wearing it. They wore them. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be good. I-, I can wear them. If they're wearing them, I can wear them. That was not the case. We uh, eventually get outside to practice, and our O-line coach, Harry Heastan, at the time. Um, Harry was a big hard-ass, too, wasn't he? If you could say anything about this man, you could say he was a hard-ass. He would MF you. He would ring you out. He would tell you how much you disappointed your family, your mother, your hometown and your school and that spring scrimmage you had. So it's, wait, say that, I, say, say that again. What was it? I use that as an example because Juwan James, uh Juwan James, first round pick Juwan James, got a note, literally like written thing back on like a uh a review of a of a spring practice, which was a scrimmage that you let down yourself, this team, your family, and, like, your hometown with the way you performed last Saturday. (laughs) Like, he literally wrote that out (laughs) and gave it to Jawad. So, this is the kind of guy we're dealing with. Yeah, Harry Harry was kind of – he left – when he left his team, went to Notre Dame, right? Yep. Or then didn't he have a stint in the NFL too? He's he's like yeah. So he was with the Bears before he came to Tennessee. Then he went to Notre Dame after Tennessee. Then he went back to the Bears, and now I'm not sure where he's at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yes, hard ass, definitely. Uh, a guy that like you're very much scared to do the wrong thing on the field, which I think is a horrible way to coach. Agreed. Um. Like, I like I need to. First, I need to respect you, and I need to feel like I disappointed you. Not that I'm scared to mess up. Like, you, you got me, like, thinking, like, I'm afraid of you while I'm playing. Like, I don't even think about you. Anyways, so we get out there. He automatically, like, we're doing warm-ups. We're, 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 we're together, and he's just gritting his teeth. Fuck like making up excuses for the older guys like Jawan has this like like he sweats a lot like naturally he sweats a lot and he used to have to get ivs at halftime of games 
because he would sweat so much. Like he's had full body cramps before. And like he he like put it up to that. Like, you know, he sweats a lot. He's gotta he's gotta use that. And he was like, and, and Zach Fulton, like he's sick. And you know, he can't be outside. Like he was like making up excuses for the older guys to wear them. And then was like getting on to us younger guys about like a bunch of fucking pussies. Like I can't believe her out here, just red in the face, so mad. And Harry Houston is about five four, I would say five five, like a very small man. Yeah, and from, from, from Pennsylvania, northern guy. Yeah, exactly. And he's just so pissed, so pissed, so pissed. So ends up our first period of the day is one-on-ones versus a D-line. Our first period. Because they like to change it up on us. We go to one-on-ones. The, you know, first string goes up there. They start going. I think it gets, you know, it's like Juwan first at right, then right guard Zach Fulton, then James Stone at center. I think like James goes and something happens with James. And he walks up there and I like coaches him up. And he fucking he turns around and he's walking back and I'm standing back there, you know, just 10, 15 yards, not saying a word, just literally standing there. And he fucking he looks over at me, looks me up and down. Fucking wide receiver number 77. <laughs> Bro, you gotta just, put, uh, you gotta you I'm looking at I'm I'm I've looked him up here. You gotta put a picture of him because it's some of these pictures like just like his headshot will be perfect yeah. for and yes, he is. Yeah, he was Chicago Bears, Tennessee, Notre Dame for five years, Chicago Bears for a year, back to Notre Dame. Yeah. So he's and he like he like yeah, yelled so this Chicago. loud enough for everyone to hear, and it was so random and in the moment because there was no reason for him to say it. But he turned around, saw my long Johns I was had on long sleeves, and it was just fucking wide receiver number seventy seven. And every every single guy in the O-line room was like, dude, I almost lost it when he said that to you. Like, they almost all started dying laughing. or They had to hold yeah. it in. And even the D-linemen, like, almost started dying laughing. Because, again, I'm a freshman, just, like, literally standing there like this, cold as shit, in 30-degree weather, just trying to survive. And that's what he says. And it – it spread like wildfire, very funny moment. And now like anybody I run into from that, from that 2011 year, um, I bring it up and they're like, Oh yeah, that was hilarious. He's then getting on your ass. <laughs> it had to be a little bit embarrassing too, as a freshman. Oh, was, but I, at the same time, I'm like, uh, so everybody else is a wide receiver too. Like, right. I'm right. not the only one with these things on. Yeah. That is, that so, is funny. That, no, that is funny. It is a very classic uh, 2011 story, and I wanted to at least share that with the fans because there, I definitely have teammates that will literally bring it up when I see them. And you know, if I if I go back, I see them at a game. I, someone has a wedding, and I I see them, they'll be like, "Yeah, fucking, fucking wide receiver number 77." <laughs> <laughs> you know me, baby. You gotta put one of these pictures up of Harry. It's a, it's funny. Oh uh, yeah, it's. He he was he was brutal, brutal about stuff. But um, we made it. We made it. Then we had Sam Pittman the next year. It was the coolest cat you've ever seen. He'd make jokes. I think I've told this on here before, but 
we were doing like goal line practice and uh, like our, our teaching point was six inch splits. So the guy next to you is you're supposed to be, your foot is supposed to be six inches away from his. And we're in goal line and literally Zach Fulton's foot is like on top of James Stone's foot. They're like right next to each other. And uh, Sam Pittman's going through it. And he was like, he's like, Zach, what is our teaching point here? Right here where your foot is. And he's like, it's six inches. It's supposed to be, he's like, exactly. It's supposed to be six inches away. I swear to God, y'all can't tell what six inches are. You're just like my wife. <laughs> I knew, I knew where this was going. It was going to be something like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. He's like pretty much like your split that's on top of each other is what my wife thinks six inches is too. Um, so that's the kind of guy Sam Pittman is. If you want to know why he's successful in Arkansas, because he's literally that laid back in an offensive line meeting room where he stand would have cussed you out and said, Why is your split like that? Right. Uh, so that's why we enjoyed Sam Pittman and his dirty humor in the meeting room, but um, well, great pod. Um, definitely good story. Uh, please flood us. Questions, questions, questions. And then get ready for the two best pods of the year when we talk offense, defense. or Heck yeah. Next week is going to be sick. Just practicing. We'll, we, yeah, we'll try and split it up, offense and defensive podcast, because there's always so much material. But, yes, again, comment section uh on all of our social medias please hit us up please ask questions people you guys want to watch out for um things you want to know things you want to see even if it's interaction with coaches and players please let us know uh for all those people watching hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell hit that like button leave a comment do all that good stuff on youtube if you're listening please rate and review uh leave us five stars download Redownload it always helps uh, with everything. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, so it's uh, at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, at rbacon26 for read, at Kyler Curbison for all my social medias Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me there. Um, and yeah, just really appreciate you guys with all the support you're doing. We'd love to hear stories like this you know, read, running into someone that listens to it. I, you know, I've done it before too. Um, so such a great, great time. We love doing this. Guys, please keep up the support. It means so much to us. Uh, and as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.